Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thank you so much for listening. As always, go to reallifepharmacology.com. Get your free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. Great little refresher. Uh, I've also got some big news coming to reallifepharmacology.com. I'm working on uh, a free question bank, uh, particularly for uh, folks in the beginning stages of their healthcare career, mostly geared towards nursing pharmacology folks. Uh, so that is going to be absolutely free. Uh, currently working on that as I'm releasing this podcast episode. So uh, come back, pay attention, reallifepharmacology.com. Feel free to share that uh, with all your friends, classmates, uh, students, and things of that nature too. So uh, with that announcement, let's get into the drug of the day. The drug of the day today is Prasacin. Brand name of this medication is Minipress. Now, I would say I don't see this medication used terribly often. Uh, however, I do see it from time to time for sure. And this drug is an alpha blocker. It's got that ending Z-O-S-I-N, Zosin. And it is a non-selective alpha blocker. So the two primary areas where this is going to touch is blood vessels. So that's a really, really important thing to think about. And the urinary tract is another uh, thing to think about there. In addition to that, prazosin has some activity in getting to the central nervous system. Uh, the mechanism isn't quite totally understood, but we've got a few indications to think about. So first indication, hypertension. You know, we're basically using an alpha blocker that's going to open up the vessels. So alpha-1 uh, stimulation causes tightening of vessels alpha-1 blockade, which prazosin does, uh, will cause the opposite effect and basically open up the vessels and lower blood pressure. So it can be used for hypertension. Uh, with that said, outcomes data is not very good uh, as far as reducing heart attacks, strokes, things like that. Uh, so you will not see this medication uh, used very often at all for hypertension. The next indication I wanted to mention uh, is BPH. So that's that overgrowth of the prostate, basically restricting uh, urine flow and can cause uh, symptoms and problems with that. So in general, when we're just managing BPH, we tend to avoid non-selective alpha blockers like prazosin because we get the really problematic orthostatic hypotension, that dropping of blood pressure, which can cause dizziness uh, and Particularly, BPH is a problem as patients age as well, and I'll uh, talk about the, the risks there with aging uh, coming up here shortly. Uh, the last indication, and in my experience in clinical practice, the indication that you're probably going to see prazosin used for the most is PTSD. And again, off-label indication here, 
Um, but post-traumatic stress disorder and associated nightmares is where I see prazosin used most often. Again, not terribly often um, because we do have that risk for uh, low blood pressure, hypotension type symptoms. Now let's talk a little bit about dosing. So inevitably, when I see a dose uh, of prazosin being used, um, I can usually tell right away what the indication is for. So I'd say 99% of the time, if you see prazosin dosed once a day at bedtime, you can probably guess that the indication is for uh, nightmares, PTSD type symptoms. Okay. And oftentimes, most often, I would say that is done by psychiatry if you see that prescription written. If you see it dosed multiple times per day, uh, could be for hypertension, could be for uh, BPH symptoms there as well. Uh, but again, it's been a really long time where I've seen prazosin used for hypertension uh, and or BPH. In BPH, we're going to use more selective agent hypertension. We've got a lot better medications that are a lot safer uh, and have much better outcomes data with various compelling indications. All right, a couple of notes I wanted to mention. So prazosin is on the beer's criteria. So and the, the, the primary reason for that is that drop in blood pressure, particularly in relation to positional changes. So going from laying to sitting, sitting to standing, uh, that's when patients can really get dizzy. And obviously patients over the age of 65 are going to be at a greater risk for falls anyway. So uh, pay attention to that. Patient education is really important. Uh, I would say in my experience, it's more likely that they're going to experience that orthostasis when they first start the medication. So making sure our patients are aware of that when we start this medication, uh, obviously start low, go slow. If we've got to use it in an older patient or a patient at risk for hypotension. Uh, but again, make sure your patient is aware of that with starting the medication and with uh, dose increases that that orthostasis may be really bad uh, when first starting. So they need to be really careful, you know, about getting up out of the chair, getting out of bed, and those type of things. Particularly, I found getting out of bed in the morning is the biggest problem or where I've heard the most falls um, reported. And oftentimes that's because people are on it at bedtime uh, for PTSD if they are actually taking this medication. Uh, so adverse effect profile, hypotension, I've exhausted that probably at this point, uh, fatigue, edema, uh, I have seen that occasionally, I would say probably fatigue a little bit more so, and I think the percentages uh, lay that out, so that's something to pay attention to. Uh, urinary frequency, if you think about the way it works in the bladder, it's potential it could allow for a little bit more urine flow, so... It's possible you could have patients report an increase in frequency. Uh, rare uh, priapism. Uh, I haven't personally seen it in clinical practice, but again, you really don't see this drug used terribly often anymore. Uh, also associated with that edema, there is some potential that it could worsen heart failure as well. And then one uh, frequently tested on question with alpha blockers 
So pay attention if you're in uh, pharmacology, taking pharmacology classes, if you're taking board exams. Uh, floppy iris syndrome is a risk uh, associated with prazosin and the eye. So patients specifically undergoing cataract surgery, one of the most common eye surgeries, um, are at risk for this. So this is something that you definitely want to talk about with uh, your patients and or with uh, their eye doctor that they're seeing if they're on this medication or at least alert the patient to say, hey, if you're having any type of eye surgery, be sure you let your eye doctor know. Now, hopefully the eye doctor does a great job, patient history and and getting that medication history and recognizes that, but I think that's uh, a really important education point, particularly uh, in patients who may be having eye surgery or going to have eye surgery soon. Monitoring parameters, pretty straightforward. Uh, We're going to monitor blood pressure. That is definitely uh, the biggest risk with that medication. All right, let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for any pharmacist board certification study materials like BCPS, NAPLEX, and many more, go check out meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. If you're a nurse, nurse practitioner listening to this podcast, I'm getting great reviews on the MedEd 101 Guide to Nursing Pharmacology. Uh, Great to-the-point resource that's going to help you pass your pharmacology and board exams. No doubt about it. Uh, I've taken consults with uh, professors in nursing school, things like that, uh, who have provided recommendations on what information to share and provide within this book. And uh, I've taken that to heart and uh, provided this resource. So you can find that on Amazon, Meded 101 Guide to Nursing Pharmacology. Great resource uh, for those of you going through pharmacology classes and board exams. All right, well, let's wrap up with drug interactions. So first and foremost, I think about the way the drug works. So do we have drugs that are going to add on to the effects of prazosin, and do we have drugs that are going to oppose the effects of prazosin? So first and foremost, thinking about low blood pressure, anytime we add on a medication that's going to drop blood pressure, that could exacerbate the effects or add on to the effects of prazosin. So obviously any antihypertensive medication, uh, PDE5 inhibitors, for erectile dysfunction, uh, nitrate-type medications for chest pain, uh, Parkinson's medications can lower blood pressure, antipsychotic medications, some more than others, can lower blood pressure. These are all drugs that could have additive effects on that orthostatic hypotension uh, adverse effect. Other drug interactions, so I think about opposing. So if we're using prazosin for lowering blood pressure, We've got to think about meds that could potentially oppose those beneficial effects. So a great example there, stimulants, um, drugs used for ADHD, for example. Also, a drug like pseudoephedrine has some alpha agonist activity that would directly oppose the beneficial effects from alpha blocking activity. So we've got to pay attention to that for sure. If we are using this medication for BPH or as one of its potential uses uh, for BPH, you've got to think about drugs that can worsen BPH symptoms and cause urinary retention. So alpha 
agonist type effects. Again, I mentioned kind of pseudoephedrine before. That's always a good one. I see patients use uh, over-the-counter for uh, congestion and things like that. Uh, also, a lot of those common over-the-counter anticholinergics, such as diphenhydramine used for sleep, these can worsen BPH symptoms, which we may be using prazosin uh, to help with in some uh, rare situations. But again, prazosin, you're lo- most likely to see it used for uh, PTSD and nightmares. So with that, that's going to wrap up drug interactions. Um, again, no SIP metabolism, so we don't need to worry about SIP enzyme interactions. So that's great. And uh, I think that's about enough for the podcast today. So if you found this episode helpful, please leave a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Also follow the blog, meded101.com. I write there frequently and uh, provide lots of clinical pearls uh, regarding medications and pharmacology. And of course, subscribe at reallifepharmacology.com. Get that free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. If you want to track me down, mededucation101 at gmail.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. With that, I'm going to sign off for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.